1: Good evening everyone and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Rod Kolick, your host, and still trying to wait for my friend, Mr. Steve. But anyways, all right, so let me see what I got. All right, so uh okay. Anyways. Happy, uh, what day, this is St. Patrick's Day, I knew there was something special today, damn, I can't, Um, but, I'm sorry, I'm trying to do this at the same time, I apologize. Anyways, uh, welcome to Ghost Chronicles, St. Patrick's Day, and... My favorite video of all time—I don't know if you've seen this at all. I gotta concentrate now. Is um, the leprechaun that was captured in uh, Alabama? Can You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now.
0: Yay! Yay! There we are.
1: Yeah, we were trying to get a hold of you. So uh, like,
0: sorry, the phone had uh, the the Skype had coronavirus.
1: I don't doubt it. Uh, i, I gotta hang trying to hang up on Mala here, whatever. Okay, I think that's all done. Alright, good. All right. So anyways, now we're rocking and rolling anyways. So,
0: rolling.
1: Yeah, so You're in so, quarantine anyway. Who is?
0: You are. Aren't you supposed to be of that age where you're supposed to be grounded now for the next six months?
1: No, no, not, not if you're like 115. That doesn't count. They pick right. it, you're already dead, so it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, hey, I think I actually might have it. Get out of here. No, 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 not kidding.
1: You get your toilet paper?
0: Sorry? Oh, yeah, we've got toilet paper. No, thank God. No, I, I, I spoke to my nephew, who's a GP, because I've had a sudden... I was in London last Thursday, and uh, as you cool. know, and, uh, yeah, apparently... The symptoms I've got very mild symptoms, but they they might a be. No, I have a banging uh, headache and no, a
1: cough. No, no good, need a fever. No, that's,
0: apparently
1: that's apparently number apparently number that's how they check you.
0: No, apparently uh, nearly 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 twenty something percent of people have almost no symptoms at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I spoke to my my nephew who's a, a, a Medical physician,
1: yeah,
0: uh, and uh, described the situation, and he said, "Yep, sounds like it.
1: Yep, sounds like it. You now the kids would have it. Your Pat cat, cat would have it. You'd uh, all have.
0: she has, she has. <laughs> so uh, yeah, get it over and done with. Move on. So
1: if I get it over the phone, I will kill you. Come back and haunt you. I will haunt you as a knob." My face will be in it, and I will be everywhere you go.
0: But then again, I might not. So I might not have it, so nobody knows. Because over here in the UK, we're not doing... A bit like America, we're not doing mass testing.
1: We're not doing mass testing here, either.
0: No, I said, like America, we're not doing mass testing. So you don't ever know, basically. It's it's a guess. It's either cold, flu, coronavirus... Chicken fever. Actually, they've nicknamed it. What do you nicknamed it? Kung flu. Kung flu? Yeah, they've nicknamed this one Kung flu.
1: Mm, 40% oh. of beer, beer drinkers over here believe you can get the coronavirus from drinking you know, Corona beer.
0: You know, I mean, all of this because back in the fall of 2019, probably while we were at Spirit Quest, there was somebody in a market down Wuhan who had eaten a chicken always. was... I don't know. Having sex with a bat or eating a chicken that had sex with a bat. I
1: ha- no, I, I, I heard that it was from uh, some rare animal over there that they they kill for uh, uh, magical purposes.
0: Uh, well, according, according to the World Health Organization, the most likely cause of this version of coronavirus, which is similar mm-hmm. to SARS and... Right, there the are other. many
1: coronaviruses.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, all of the common cold viruses are coronaviruses. Right, exactly. This one has its own unique name. Um, in fact, they, were, they said today, interestingly, while they were doing testing for the new one, Mm-hmm. Uh, which is COVID-19, they discovered that quite a lot of people have had very low doses of SARS virus. Because we'd all, you know, we, we got through that one, what, 10, eight, nine, ten years ago? Um, yeah. Of course, it's, it's now in the population, and it's just one of the viruses that we get now, mm-hmm. like this one will be. But so so are been...
1: they saying this came from SARS virus?
0: No, it's a relative of SARS virus.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a that's lot of
0: relative. That's right. another, yeah, I mean, SARS virus is a coronavirus, so it's MERS and right, right. swine flu and all the others, and yeah. all the common colds.
1: Oh, God, that yeah. swine flu, they're they they they're very careful with their names now, because last time they, they, uh, they called it swine flu, people were out killing the stupid pigs <laughs> for no reason at all. Yeah,
0: well, they're out there at the moment killing toilet rolls. Um
1: well, now that you know, they they they're not drinking Corona beer because they think they can catch it from that. So, I mean,
0: you know, I mean, this this highlights God bless it, us. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we we deal with the paranormal and the bizarre, yes, and, beer. and in oh, actual God. fact, it, this kind of comes into that because we look at the way that the the Western world is responding, mm-hmm. particularly the USA and the UK. How we've—I mean, for no reason at all, no logical reason at all—people mm-hmm. suddenly decided that they wanted to buy toilet rolls, well, buy the point. million.
1: That's important.
0: I mean, the only—you <laughs> know—so it's over
1: so, there too. They're doing it there too,
0: huh? Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Toilet rolls, pasta, paracetamol, uh, hand hand sanitizer, oh, yeah. uh, and bread. No. But the the sickest of all is there's a group of people who have uh, who are now charging the equivalent U.S. equivalent of fifty dollars. They so can't Forty. Hear. 40
1: you
0: they hear would me? be
1: prosecuted.
0: No. Well, over here, they're mm. they're they're charging uh, forty pounds for a um, a tent of baby formula. Yeah. That's they, ridiculous. They bought them all the baby formula.
1: Um, they would be pers- prosecuted here
0: well, in the they're, United they're, States. When they're advertising it on social media or eBay, they're getting absolutely. You know, people are getting posses up Panicky, to go down yeah. there.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. But
0: uh, it's. You know, I mean, it's. I think this is unique, isn't it? Isn't this the first since 1918 and the uh, swine, the uh, Spanish flu pandemic? This is the first true pandemic we've, we've encountered. But you've got to.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we've had lots of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I guess. Mean, the, the I mean, officially, of, this is yeah, the, official officially. Definition.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is the first pandemic since yeah. the Spanish flu of nineteen eighteen. But which true, by the way? Well, yeah, yeah, but put this in perspective, and I don't want to. De- I don't oh, his want medicine to da- was back in the
1: in, way back yeah.
0: then. And yeah. I don't want to downplay this in any way, shape, or form. But a hun- in the UK. In 2018 19, the winter flu season, 109,000 people died of flu. Right. Now, are we, are we reacting appropriately? Are we overreacting? Are we dealing with it? One scientist said today that the reason that we do this, that we have this to, to what appears to be, is that if you look back at the Spanish flu, he mm-hmm. said the first wave of it was very benign. Mm-hmm. It didn't take out many people. Then it went away, and then the following flu season, it, right. it, it mutated quietly, and then it came back and wiped out twenty million people.
1: The, the problem was that the mortality rate is higher in this than it is of flu. That's the thing. Yes, more people die of the flu so far, but uh, the mortality rate on this rate. But people get it versus people die from it is much higher. So that's what the panic is about. I don't know.
0: People just like. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you're you, unfortunately, uh, I'm just on the lip of it. But you, unfortunately, are banging the age group over here. What we've done today, they've announced.
1: Locked them all up
0: for four months. (laughs) Did you really? (laughs) No, seriously. Uh, They've been told. People over 70 or with health conditions mm-hmm. are supposed to now go away and lock themselves in a bunker for four months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's extraordinary. Well, get a day or something, so. You know, I mean, my parents are in their 80s, and mm-hmm. I spoke to them a little while ago. and My mom had a heart valve replacement four mm-hmm. or five weeks ago, so. Right. You know, we, we won't see them now till the fall. No, that's a shame. Uh,
1: I mean, uh, they're doing so many things. My son's going in for surgery, as you know, and we can't, we're not allowed in the hospital at all. Um, so that's one thing that, you know, it's annoying me, but it is what it is.
0: Uh, well, I mean, ultimately, we will come out the other end of it, and ultimately everything will return to normal, and it will, it will take a time. Uh, yeah, what, sort of like Y2K virus. Yeah. But what's interesting about this is 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 the, the way that people it's fascinating to watch people responding. Um, you've got a group of people who are running around like headless chickens and panicking and buying everything in sight and building walls and bunkering themselves down. And you've got a large a larger proportion, particularly here in the UK, of doing that good old British Um, Carry on. You know, yeah, yeah, take a deep breath, carry on, and, hey, it's, you know, um, it's just one of those things, the the blitz spirit. Right. Um, But it is fascinating to observe people and to observe the reactions. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, You can can draw, you know, you you can draw um, many sort of lessons from it as we go forward in terms of...
1: in all fairness we in here in the states in especially in new England we have we're very well aware of this mentality because uh whenever they mention uh the word snow in the winter time uh, <laughs> there there are runs on the supermarkets uh it uh-huh. happens all the time i mean uh-huh. yeah we got hit with some good storms the blizzard of 78 of course is probably the most remarkable one as far as uh bringing a uh a, the state to a standstill so we already have that inbred mentality here in the in the uh new england i don't know if it's like that in other parts exactly
0: of the, the same world.
1: Yeah, it is. So, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea why we do it. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I had to go, you know, my regular grocery shopping and my son had warned me that things were terrible in the stores and everything else. It was nuts. So I went on Saturday morning, I got up at seven, seven thirty. 30. I was there and, uh, there was no parking spots, uh, and, and people were just running around buying all kinds of shit, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> so I picked up a few few things. I had 12 or less items. I just picked up a few things that I needed and got the hell out of there as fast as my little fetal carry because uh, it's just ridiculous. People, just, like, they bought everything up. It's like yeah. I have no idea what they're going to do with it at all, but uh, good luck to
0: them. Well, we, we did our weekly shop yesterday, and we just did a normal weekly shop with uh... – a couple of extra things um i think we were about 10 percent more than our normal weekly shop but every single customer in the line every single customer in the line had picked up a pack of toilet rolls <sighs> now <laughs> ordinarily <laughs> you know Nobody, you know, you just don't see that. You might see, like, one in ten with a pack of toilet rolls. But yesterday... what do
1: you sell your packs in, by the way? I'm not sure.
0: Uh, same as you, exactly the same as you. Six, ten, six, you know, four sixes, twelves, twenty-four.
1: They come in a four-pack? Is that how it yeah, works?
0: Yeah, exactly the same. No, there's no difference. Okay. Um, But everybody... Yeah, and and the... Their approach was, and they were all a bit embarrassed when they got to the checkout. Every single one of them had to sort of go, "Oh, well, I just sort of get one extra. You never know." <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's it because what's happened is, if you trace this back about uh, ten days ago, somebody posted uh, a photograph on social media that was picked up by the mainstream nice. media social media of empty, Aisles of toilet rolls, and everybody responded by, Oh, I best get some while I still can. But you've got people, you know, I've seen people going out of stores here in the UK with, you know, nine or ten packs.
1: (laughs) I have no idea.
0: Anything in tins, pasta, uh, you know, anything like that, dried, tinned, um, Mm. gone, bread gone. I, mean, you I, I I
1: can't, oh, I, can't I can't either you know I really can't and it's, it's sad because some people uh, uh, here you know they just don't panic and, and there's nothing for them uh,
0: no well we we uh, what they've done over here now is that some of the uh, supermarkets and stores have decided that they will for the first hour of trading each day, they're going to allow the elderly um, you know, to have that hour to themselves.
1: Yeah, we've done that too now, which is great. I, so they I really can get
0: the first sort of pick of things. Um but, and also in our local village and community, we've got people forming groups. On I had to laugh yesterday. Uh, there's this group formed in uh, where I live, and it's, it's basically on social media, and people can, uh, uh, you know, if they need anything or they're socially isolating and uh, can't get out, they can message somebody and they'll pick up some supplies or whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and last night they were trying to organise it, and somebody said, "Why don't we all meet down at the village hall tomorrow night for drinks, and we can talk about this." And somebody, <laughs> and somebody else said, "Don't be so bloody stupid." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, life life now in the UK is is at a standstill. Um, we, we've been told we can't travel, uh, no essential travel um, inside the UK. We actually, and-
1: we actually been you guys.
0: Well, yeah, and, and we retaliated by banning you guys. Yeah. Um, but we've been told no no essential tra- no essential, non-essential travel inside the UK uh, mm-hmm. or, or to the rest of the world for 30 days. Um, we've been told, I mean, things like we were due to go on holiday in two weeks' time. Um, not at me. No, but- uh, no it's, it's not the end of the world, is it? We just rebook for later in the year. So you know, there you go. We, oh, you get here now. Well, <laughs> I was, I was thinking before. Thank God, what providence made me change the plans for last year?
1: I know, huh?
0: interesting. You know, what providence was that? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway,
1: we've, we've yeah. devoted enough time to this size stuff. I want to move on from it because uh, people are tired of hearing it. Be honest with you. Well, oh, especially over here.
0: So we ever talk about over here now? That and the weather.
1: I know, it's horrible. It's horrible. So uh I do have an event tonight and um, Seriously? Yeah, I have uh my monthly paranormal study group. Uh which well, I they,
0: you're all at two meters distance from each oh, other. Oh
1: yeah, they they brought me into the big big room, the big hall, and uh yeah, so we'll have plenty of room and uh yeah, there'll be no contact, but it's it's perfect. Uh but anyways in, in uh the sad part about it is a lot of businesses are absolutely closed here in the, in the States. They shut down totally, and restaurants are here in Massachusetts are all closed unless they have takeout. Oh, it's Cal again.
0: Hello, yeah, he's getting around. Yeah, yeah. I've got some news when we uh, when we move forward. Yeah? Yeah.
1: You want to go with our uh, – can I can
0: <laughs> Cal, Would bugger you- off.
1: All
0: right, yeah. so... Uh, yes, I've got some news. Uh, I was do you at want to I was hold at,
1: or do you want to... All right, because I, I want to discuss Haunted items, but we'll, we'll go with you. Let's go ahead.
0: Okay, we'll go with the news, because as you know, last week, uh, I was at the SPR uh, right. down at, having a council meeting, and they've they've given the green light and commissioned a uh, another guidebook. Uh, this one covers the use of equipment during paranormal investigations. Ah. So a set kind of, of guide... All equipment, so it's called equipment, Broke equipment use. Broken equipment too. Uh, I think that'll get a mention. Uh, it's called equipment use guidance notes for investigators of hauntings, apparitions, poltergeists, and similar phenomena. And it will look pretty much like the last one because it's a, you know, it's part of the family of uh, guidance notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my job for the next uh, few months, is to sit down and write that. Oh, excellent, uh, excellent. It, I think it was long overdue because when we were taking the first set of guidance notes around and um, introducing the, the world to the guidance notes, a lot of questions came up for, about equipment, and equipment isn't actually covered in the guidance notes, the first set, because they were. But it is, with... co-
1: it is covered in ghostology, though,
0: isn't it? It is exactly covered in ghostology. Um, but there were still a lot of questions relating to, uh, you know, because the first set covered methods and, and ethics and protocols and standards and, but didn't touch on the equipment. Um, so there was a bit of a gaping gap so, that needed. So coaching.
1: seriously, and, and and I do mean it seriously, is it, this book, what, what type of equipment? Are you going to be looking strictly at, at uh, analytical equipment or will you be looking at some of these gadgets uh, and stuff that they have?
0: Oh no, here? they will they will definitely have a chapter.
1: Well I mean yeah, the proper use of the ghost meter, are you gonna put that in there?
0: Uh, the no. Well hang on a minute. That's what I'm trying um, to
1: learn. Here. That's right, what I'm trying well, to find out Steve.
0: Okay well yes they will be included because out of necessity they will have to be and it is possible um, as we both know, to take even the most rudimentary um, devices and obtain useful information with them. Now, you might, you know, it, it might be a ghost meter pro that's designed for talking to ancient ghosts. but
1: Or, or, or new, recent.
0: Or recent. But you can actually use it, you know, in a way As that, an EMF meter. As an EMF meter. And if you use even a very basic EMF meter, it will give you information. Um, so there is a role for, you know, all, all these devices where I think it might be more difficult to find any role for, because they won't be included of the EVP devices. Um, I won't be, or well, I don't have, I have no plans to no broken radios. Uh, no, because I can't think of a valid reason to have them. Um, and I don't think there That's is a valid, time. <laughs> yeah, you can put the radio, on. um, but you know, you can you can put forward a logical argument for using an EMF meter, but I don't think you could put forward a logical, sensible argument okay. for using Fair a broken enough. radio. Fair enough. So I, I, I might change that. I mean, you know. Will, you be, will
1: you be looking at uh, some of the uh, non-technical uh, things uh, like uh, dowsing rods or uh, any of that other pendulums or anything I, like that?
0: I honestly don't know. I don't think so at this okay. stage, but I, I mean, say,
1: Dowsing has some.
0: I, I think I think
1: some, some of the, aspects is, is it, it's uh, it does have. I don't yeah. know. I, I think
0: yeah. I think I think it might be difficult to ignore them completely. Yeah. Um. I think you know it might be that they have to be discussed.
1: All right, So but, you. you you asked the S.P.R. if they want somebody to write a b- a book on all the uh, other imp- other. Well, pieces. it wasn't
0: me that asked the S.P.R. to write. So, no,
1: no, no. You ask them for me, and tell them I will write a book on all the oh, use, right. all the stuff that's not in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they try and get them to publish it. <laughs> It'll be a comic book, but that's all right. They'll let me write it, but you know whether they'll publish it. And responsibly, yeah, you can write whatever you like. <laughs> anyway, we're a, free, we're a free and open society, you can write yeah, whatever big. you want.
1: Yeah, so, uh, all right, so uh, that'll be decent. So, is it gonna now what's it gonna be called? Is it gonna be a handbook?
0: Um, no, it, it's gonna you're aware of the last one. Um, yep. it's gonna look ex- the same, it's gonna be about the same size. I have seven.
1: like 15 copies of that around here, but
0: it's 15, gonna be 15, about
1: 15, seven. 20. Ever need one, let me know.
0: I've got a few. Uh it's about seventy-five pages, about twenty five thousand words. It will be called at the moment Equipment Use, Guidance Notes for Investigators of Uh Apparitions, Hauntings, Poltergeists and Similar Phenomena. Ah. So Excellent. it will be entitled very similarly to the last one. Excellent. Uh But prefix with, um, and it will have a very similar cover design, a very similar layout and format um, to maintain a sort of, I don't know what you would call it, a family trend, family. Sure, sure. Yeah, familiarity. But anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, that's going to keep me busy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as, as those who don't know, Steve has, of course, Ghostology out there, which covers a lot of uh, the equipment as well as the procedures. It's an excellent book to pick up, and that's still available, Steve,
0: right? Absolutely. It's available on Amazon. And Ghostology, of course, is it allows, with Ghostology, because it's not, I mean, the guidance notes are just notes. You know, they are just uh, notes for guidance, but Ghostology allows, you know, me to go into a lot more detail why the background stuff like that that the guidance notes are something you could put into your equipment bag and take with you it's like a sort of extended instruction manual um so ghostology is similar but in a lot more detail than the guidance notes will ever be because they are they are what they are they're guidance notes right
1: All right, that's excellent that's something to look forward to uh
0: yeah. So sometime, whatever yeah, uh, it is. Oh, provision. Well, it will. Uh, publication, spring 21. Oh, spring
1: 21. All right. All right. So that's that's pretty good. Now we're coming up to the break. I do want to talk about Haunted items when I come back. Uh, I mean, we could probably start it now, and I think we will. So as I mentioned, uh, I have my monthly paranormal study group uh, tonight and uh, this subject is haunted items and we're going to look at different uh, what is a haunted item and and some of the ones that are out there the more famous ones and and how people are being uh, ripped off especially on eBay uh, by some of these now I mean it, it's just going nuts I mean as far as uh, parascience for those who don't know Steve is um the founder and lead investigator for are you leading no i don't i what are you
0: i have no clue. Uh, officially uh, my title varies between either scapegoat uh, director or, or investigation coordinator
1: okay person quarter for parascience and what i wanted to ask you and and we are coming close to the break right now is that have you ever done any uh research uh with parascience on uh Haunted items. And, yes, we uh, have. Okay, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. So mm-hmm. what, so anyways, uh, we, today's show, of course, is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts. Still open, by the way. I will be there tonight. And also the galette Messier Family Law Group on 4 High Street in Methuen. I mean, not Methuen, not the Andover, Massachusetts. My bad. And uh so there you go. And uh that's it. So we are on to the tunes and we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back after the following Massages. <laughs> Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the parra family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the parra family.
0: They're strange, deranged, unrestrained.
1: So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the
0: parra family. Virus special, you're listening to New England's <laughs> own band Health Inc. and here, self isolating in the UK, um, the gold standard in.
1: Wait a minute, you live in Wales, you're already safe, self isolated.
0: That's what I just said. <laughs> Only because your president banned us.
1: No, but you're already. Wales is like, yeah. isolated by of... itself.
0: Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> anyway, you asked about haunted objects.
1: Yes, elaborate. yes. As Parascience, uh, which you are a member of, one of the founders, uh-huh. uh, uh, have you ever dealt with haunted objects, and, and uh, what, what have been some of the cases and the results of them? Uh,
0: well, right. Um, first of all, let me um, start by saying that many years ago, when Parascience was still uh, wet behind the ears, mm-hmm. um, my co-conspirator, Anne Winsper, Dr. Anne Winsper, mm-hmm. um, Bought me a haunted object. Now we're Ooh. talking. We're talking twenty-something years ago, um, and I kept it for the longest time to see what would happen, and uh, then I passed it on to Anne to see what would happen, and nothing ever did. Oh, that's a uh, shame. But several of the cases, one of the cases we were involved in a uh, way back um, in the day was I uh what do you call it second hand store? Second yeah. furniture store? Sure. And uh they had recently uh when I mean you are talking twenty something years ago, but they got in touch with us and said we have recently had some unusual things, ghostly things starting to happen in 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 the premises. Um so they couldn't figure out why. Mm-hmm. Um and eventually, after, after speaking to them, um, we said, well, what, you know, has anything changed? Um, has, you know, have you done any remodeling? Have you redecorated? Have you done anything at all that's changed the situation? And he said, no. He said, um, and then his, I think his wife said that, uh, oh, we, we had this old, uh, we've had some new stock arrived. And one of them was a, an old uh, chest of drawers. Uh, sideboard, a side cabinet thing with uh, cupboards and drawers in the front of it. Victorian era. Uh, she said, "I, I, I really don't like it. It just, it's just old and creepy."
1: Well, so we like didn't. Me.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, we didn't pay it much attention. Yeah. Because at that stage, you know, not based on that one conversation.
1: Right.
0: But um, we did notice that. Um, w- it was positioned at a particular at the same end of the building where all of the phenomena had recently been reported mm-hmm. now that could have been coincidence, so we moved it to the opposite end of the building and onto a different floor of the building and we we didn 't say anything about it. we just did it uh, one one time um, and the activity seemed to change position as well, which got us to thinking that perhaps. You know, is it is it the place or is it something within the place? Uh, We 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 never really got to the bottom of what you know, what what whether it was responsible. We never were able to come up with the definitive yes that was the cause of it. Um, It got sold eventually. Uh, The activity fizzled out, but it was fizzling out before the thing went. So. It was all uh, a little bit um, vague, right? Um, but what was interesting is say they seemed to you know there was this p- potential link. Now, down the years, obviously, um, we've collected, picked up, and been given various item, haunted items, or items I have a haunted Ouija board supposed to be not only haunted but demonically cursed. Yeah. yeah um, and this one, this one dates uh, back to the 1940s, and it's got. Oh, that's cool. It's got writing, uh, sort of written on the back in what looks like um, nail polish, hmm. and it says Jamie for Russ. It's an American board from the from the 40s. Uh, it transpires that this Russ went overseas during World War II, didn't make it back. And apparently he's supposed to inhabit the board, uh, blah blah blah. So there's that. There's there's uh, ha- the inevitable haunted doll, um, an item that you 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 you're already familiar with, and about five or six other haunted items um, in the office with me. And do you know what? Down all the years there is a. Um, there's a right on the wall hanging right in front of me is and I, I did a presentation on this a couple of years ago it's one of the spirit quests uh the cursed pendant the occult cursed pendant the silver right, pendant right. that's um you know clearly occult and was there was a story attached to that where it had been um it had been manual it had been commissioned by Uh, a man who passed away and it left it to the family and as soon as they had it handed down all manner of unusual things started happening Mm. Uh, now that thing hangs on the wall it's probably two feet from me now Um, Mm. and throughout all of that with there must be I don't know whether one cancels the other out but there there must be six or eight that I can see haunted objects that I can see from just sitting in the chair here right Uh, and nothing now, some of these, two two of them at least... Uh, you
1: have SARS. I mean, you have... Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, two of these objects at least have arrived with stories that nobody could live with them. Horrified ones, oh, right? You know, horrified, sort of shock horror. Um, my whole life turned upside down as soon as this arrived. We haven't had a minute's peace yeah. from it. Now, as soon as... It, you know, it, it sits on the shelf and quietly behaves itself. So... <laughs> You know, I, I kind of regretful that the the only time that anything ever unusual happened was just after bringing in the pendant, um, and I placed it onto a desk, onto the desk, and about within an hour, um, one of the um, clocks on the wall, uh, which is made of quite heavy aluminium because it's part of an aeroplane that's been converted into a clock. Cool. Uh, came down with a crash oh now it's never happened it never happened before it never happened again Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah that's that's really the only thing you know i mean interesting but i can't i can't so you don't have a good
1: good track record like my Chris.
0: no no, not like, your, not like your picture or your iguana. or
1: picture that they kicking people off all over the place, destroying things and everything, yeah. No,
0: nothing. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I always feel kind of let down. You know, I, I came back No, I know, my, isn't that? Uh, I mean, I, I'm
1: like you, Steve. I, I, too, collect, have a collection <laughs> of those that people sent us and some, some of them I got from you, too. And, uh, you know, you, you think... You want to see something? You you know it'd be kind yeah. of cool and
0: nada. No, I mean there's a there's a brick from Borley Rectory. There's there's the I don't know what it is from the Borden House. There's uh, if you remember last year, I I came back with the haunted doll that I was given in Salem um, by the lady, um, the the Annabelle doll, the Raggedy Ann. Um, yeah, and it's fine. Maybe maybe you know, if you have two, they cancel each other out or, uh, I don't know but
1: It's a little disappointing though
0: I even, I even, I I kid you not I even have a Dybbuk box Yeah um, You know, one of these sort of oh, don't open the Dybbuk box, I've opened it closed it, picked it up, put it down polished it, cleaned it, annoyed it provoked yeah, it
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> Nothing mm. <laughs> It's you know it's kind of um, kind of disappointing because you think well what have I done to offend them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, or does does the did they fall off somewhere way on route back here? You know, did the ghost in the doll that I brought back from New England did it get lost in customs or did it? Mm. You know, it's just, did yeah, it, Yeah,
1: maybe maybe couldn't leave the country. You know, I
0: mean, maybe maybe yeah,
1: it was banned. You know. Boris wouldn't let it in.
0: Uh, well, something went happened because it certainly didn't so, come back but, haunted. But
1: But uh, your friend uh, compadre Ann also investigated uh, a haunted item that made the news here in the States as well oh, as there in the, the UK.
0: Oh, the, the spinning round... Um, yes, yes. Yes, she did.
1: So, uh, you want to Talk a little bit about that.
0: Well, this this started off, it was in a, I think it was in the Manchester Museum, and it was an Egyptian, um, oh, what they are actually called? it was a little tiny Egyptian statue.
1: Yeah, Anubis or something.
0: Yeah, and periodically uh, they noticed that it was turning around in its glass display cabinet, mm-hmm. and they put it, uh, somebody either put a camera on it or it was captured on camera rotating. Right. And it made it made the press, and um, eventually, you know, people people hypothesised about it, about what might the cause be of this weird rotation. Right. Um, you know, it was cursed, it was possessed, it was the spirit of the of the pharaoh. Blah 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 blah. And what it ultimately turned up to be was vibration from traffic outside, um, which was causing the. You know, as, as things went past, it was causing... And it wasn't quite perfectly flat on the base. So, <laughs> over the course of time, it, was, it would just vibrate. vibrate that vibration turned into a rotational um, um, movement of the statue. It just, it just rotated happily around in its case. You know, it was doing nobody any harm, but it certainly wasn't cursed. Um and do you know what? I've actually, uh, when we, when Anne was working on that, we were doing some um, experiments to see if we could make other things do it. I had uh, some of the infrasound equipment uh, that generates infrasound here, and it, it was something that we'd seen during the infrasound experiments: the ability of vibration to make things move. Uh, we were, we were doing a big. Performance using infrasound at uh, the Liverpool St. George's Hall, and it was actually in exactly the same building and on exactly the same stage uh, that the Davenport brothers um, uh, famously got themselves railroaded out of the country um, uh, back in the 1880s, 1870s. Um, so we were on that exact stage recreating the seance performance and incorporating infrasound. And one of the things during the setting up that we noticed is that uh, a quarter of a million pound Swarovski crystal chandelier, we could make it dance to order uh, just by changing the infrasound and moving things around and changing the frequencies and the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, you know, it was something that we did as a party trick. And it was something that we used in, at other venues as well. As a party trick, we could make things move. And when we were filming with Discovery Channel, um, when we were filming for, uh, I think it was called Tiger's Attack, which looked at uh, infrasound,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one of the things that we, we did as part of that demonstration was actually having items of uh, ornaments on shelves move and fall off. Oh, wow. Well. Just by. Just by introducing the sound that you couldn't hear it um uh but but you would make we had a glass ornament and we had a dish and we had them slide across a a a shelf and fall off onto the floor um just because we could it was you know it's a fun thing to do
1: you know what's interesting is is we hear about some of these early cases uh, of guys especially especially with things who were moved around and, and so forth. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, back then we we as a human group were were not aware of all the laws of physics and stuff and uh, we certainly learned a lot more now and it, it, a lot of these things I bet you could be explained today. I mean I, I remember uh, at the when uh, the restaurant, uh, I've been I've investigated that place umpteen times, uh, and it has a very haunted reputation. I was eating dinner one night, and uh, I came and uh, all of a sudden I was at dinner, and I saw my glass just go across the table all by itself. But I knew exactly what it was, and I did. I lifted it up underneath, and of course there was a little water under it, and it just slid on the table from uh, things. So, but back in those days, if you weren't aware of that phenomenon, you would think, "Oh my God, that's a ghost. That's haunting."
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got to, I've, I've got to say at this point that there are some very well documented cases where glasses. Um, or, or things in pubs and restaurants do move in inexplicable ways, too. And that mm-hmm. we can't just arbitrarily say, oh, well, it must be vibration.
1: Oh, you know, no, no, just, but I, I'm just saying that it, if somebody was sitting there and wasn't aware of, of that... Oh,
0: no, you're absolutely thing, right. So I just didn't, want people, say, to think, yeah, I just didn't want people to think that we would ridicule it. Uh, oh, no, no,
1: no, no, uh, we weren't ridiculing it. No, I'm just saying that we there are so many... You know, we're more cognizant now of -hmm. of physics, well, some of us are, (laughs) and uh, we don't necessarily jump at Conclusions that you know, just because a place has a haunted reputation, that everything that goes on it is something to do with a ghost or a haunting or something like that. And Sometimes fact, it's yeah. natural explanation.
0: Oh yeah, the idea of vibration relating to Poltergeist cases was actually tested by uh, Dr. Alan Gould and, and Tony Cornell, SPr researchers, back in I think it was in the late sixties or nineteen seventies. And what they they managed to get themselves now. How I'll never know, but they did. They managed to get themselves a house, an entire um, three-bedroom property, brick-built property that was due to be uh, demolished. And so, what they did is to test this idea of uh, vibration from uh, passing vehicles or, or, you know, other causes. Uh, they attached a vibrating motor to the. Uh, structure of the building and then Jeez. vibrate and then vibrated it powerfully uh to the point where you know the fit the damn building was you know on the point of falling down and what they what they discovered is that uh they didn't find that things were falling off shelves and jumping off and moving along um you know around on the floor Um, Like and so they said, well, you know, this this vibration probably doesn't explain these big movements that Poltergeist cases uh, come up with. Now they would certainly have been generating huge amounts of infrasound, but they wouldn't have been aware of infrasound because in the 70s we didn't really have very much of an understanding or even a concept of infrasound. But the idea that uh, vibration—I mean, Harry uh, Price—you know—is aware of this in his ghost hunting kit famously he carried a uh, bottle of mercury and a a small flat saucer and then he would pour the mercury into the dish and use the surface of the mercury to visualise vibration Uh, what what Alan Gould and Tony Cornell did is take that experiment to the next level by actually putting in controlled amounts of vibration from this powerful um electric motor that was attached to a an offset an eccentric weight that was causing you know and then I bolted to the structure of the building and putting in you know really very very powerful vibrations um but not seeing these big poltergeist phenomena where you know big items of furniture would would dance across the room or things would throw themselves off shelves um so Vibration, uh, uh, these imperceptible things, you know, we, we forget that there's so much of the world that uh, that we, we know about, but are not aware about. We can't hear infrasound. Uh, right. We, we can't, you know, we can't smell electromagnetic energy, uh, electromagnetism. We can't taste electromagnetism. Sometimes uh, you can. <laughs> well, <laughs> very rare, yeah. But what i'm saying is that whilst we can be affected by the world around us the environment around us we might not be consciously aware of it and sometimes it's then easier to either jump to the conclusion that it's a ghost or and i've seen with my you know i've seen it happen you have somebody who's leading an investigation or taking a group of people around and when normal things happen um their explanation—they reinforce this idea of it's a ghost, right? And, and then, that's,
1: yeah, that's because the 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 property has Good. put them Good. in that. Yeah. Anyway, so let me let me ask you um, about haunted items. Mm. Does it make sense that an item could become haunted? Or possessed or whatever you want to call it
0: well i think we have to be open to the possibility because we don't know enough about you know what constitutes hauntings and the the information the the old question always used to be is uh, when you come to a haunted building it that that house that haunted house might right. might be exactly the same as three or four hundred others on the estate that it's built on right but what makes that one Different. What is the thing that makes that one unique and haunted? Is it something um, upon which you know the land upon which it's built? So you mm-hmm. think back to Poltergeist the movie and oh, you built it on the Indian burial ground. You didn't take the bodies. Damn. Is it is it something in the building? So an item of furniture or. Uh, something you know, a family heirloom or something mm-hmm. else, or is it the people? Because there is something different about that building, uh, whilst all of the other buildings are identical to look at, and you know, in every other aspect, this one is doing something different.
1: Yeah, and and, and
0: if we can find out what that difference is, of course, that brings us closer to understanding.
1: And you have you have aspects of, of the, which something you mentioned about is, is a haunted place that's supposed to be haunted, and the people are, are driven out, and then someone else moves into that house, and they have nothing. They have exactly. no experiences at exactly. all.
0: Exactly. So what and caused, conversely, yeah. well, conversely, you also have properties where, back in the 1960s, we had the Black Monk of Poltego- uh, Pontefract. Now, that was a very short-lived, quite intense, poltergeist uh, manifestation, and then it went away. And successive generations of people lived in the house and reported nothing. Then uh, about four or five years ago, the house um, came on the market. Somebody realized where it was. They brought a television crew in. They brought Most Haunted (laughs) in. now all of the things from the 1960s have been far surpassed. What this poltergeist was doing in the 1960s doesn't hold up even close to what people say it's doing today. Interesting. Um, But again, you know, people are paying a lot of money for the privilege of being there.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about. What what drives it, you know?
0: Well, I think a lot of it is driven by expectation, hope, and belief. You know, we hope to see something. We hope that something, we go there and, you know, we, we have a scary night out. But. For me, um, you know, the, the conundrum is, and it's something, I was, it was a case I was dealing with only last year, is w- this one house was identical to 150 other houses on the estate. Mm. Um, there was no difference. I mean, obviously, they weren't all on top of each other, but you know, to all to all intents and purposes, they were all built the same time. They were built the same way by the same construction company using the same construction techniques. Um, they were all the same size, blah, 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 blah. Yet this one was haunted and the others weren't. So there is something different about that house. And it can only be the land it's on, the building, it's, uh, or something within the building itself, mm-hmm. the contents, or the individuals that live there. And if we could find out what makes that building special and different and unique, then we get, I think, a step closer to understanding.
1: I mean, we have some inkling of what people believe uh, about ley lines and mm-hmm. how they affect certain aspects of the paranormal. And mm-hmm. whether that's true or not, it's another story, but... Uh, could it be something like that? Uh, you know, and we,
0: well, we've we looked at that in cases. Um, we actually examined that possibility in several in several investigations we've done down the years. Um, now, if you if you go with that theory of supposed ley lines, then let's take that one I was looking at last year, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, if I mean there are books of ley lines, so right. I had a look at the you know where the local seismic lines and fault lines and ley lines yep. were. Now. Um,
1: yeah, that's by, all the things you have to look at. Right, the fault yeah. lines as well. Yeah, the seismic lines. Yeah, yeah. Or ah.
0: is there an underground stream or yeah, blah blah, all blah, that blah stuff? Blah. So yeah. I, I I had a look at the utilities map and the local geological map just out of curiosity. Now, the, the there was a very small seismic fault that had been you know that was noted, and it passed through at least thirty of the properties, yeah. including the one that, that was haunted. Right. Uh, but also about 29 others that weren't haunted, and were so all you know, that's, so.
1: That's so. you could rule out that. Would you say you well, could rule out that out It. I think it
0: becomes. I think it becomes very unlikely um, because you know you've. Got, I've got to be mindful of the 1996 research by Persinger and Coren that was done in Canada, where they linked uh, local geomagnetic. Uh, fields interacting with faulty um, supply electricity supply, mm-hmm. uh, which was called cool. and we did a case that was nearly the identical twin of it uh, a ways back uh, in two thousand three four. Um, now, one of the things that I could have gone back and measured is the Earth's magnetic field. At right. that particular house, was it was it more intense in that location than another? And I get, I you know, uh, I didn't have the opportunity last year because the the social situation within the property changed. But certainly one of the things that I would have looked at is was there any intense, you know, or was w- was the electricity supply faulty? Right. Um, that would have been next on the list of things to do.
1: I do want to make one quick thing, and I and I think I've mentioned it to you before. But uh, when I originally did the Ghost Chronicles uh, radio show on WCCM, my when I was first doing the show, so this is probably twenty years ago, uh, there was this woman that used to call in all the time and tell us about her one-eyed aliens in her kitchen, and uh, so she she called in constantly. So. Uh, I found out after the show that uh, she lived oh, not too far from, from maybe a half, hour, half mile from the station. So uh, next time she called in, I told her, well, after the show's over, we'll, we'll go visit you. So we, we went there. We uh, went. It was a uh, apartment building, and uh, a three-decker, and we went all the way up to the third floor. And I, I didn't bring much with me. I brought my EMF meter and... As soon as I walked in, the EMF meter absolutely bled. It was off-scale on uh, – <laughs> yeah, it was just totally off-scale. And, and the one-eye aliens were, were nuts in her pitching, kitchen paneling. Uh, but you could – you know, was she just crazy or, you know, was there effect of uh, – but,
0: I oh, Yeah, I think. Yeah. I. I think you know. If you, if you get to the situation where, and we did with Cheshire, uh, the farmhouse, where you you find that, uh, an EMF meter is suddenly end scaling, you've got yes. to find out why. Right. Um And oh, I found are, out why. <laughs> yeah, And there are there are you know health effects of being subjected to that right. level of electromagnetism.
1: Well, we've uh, killed the show, so uh, we have there to we go. Are. Before uh, we die.
0: Well, let's let's just wish them all, uh get well soon.
1: i are going to wish everybody a happy St. Patty's Day.
0: Oh yeah, and don't forget, yeah,
1: corned beef and cabbage tonight here at the the uh, slub shack. So we're we're happy. Well, That's a traditional well. American uh, Irish drink. you uh, tonight. Ah. Anyway, well, yeah. so we got to go. Thanks for listening to today's Show brought to yeah. you by Circles of Wisdom, three eighty six Merrick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Law Group on Four High Street in North Andover, and the COVID
0: nineteen virus.
1: Yep, yeah, stay safe.
0: I <laughs> know. Bye. Now. Bye.